Hello and welcome to Breaking Late. I'm your host, Michael, and joining me again for another week is JD. How are you? Not so bad. How are yourself, mate? Mate, we, we've recovered. We have. Um, we have. Very big weekend. Congratulations to one of our actually long-time listeners and good mate of ours who we had a good send-off for him on the weekend. We did. We did. We had a good old, good old party for him. He's leaving the single... single well, not life. really. I guess not single. But. He still lives next door to me. <laughs> um, actually, not anymore. He's bought a new house. Yeah, he has. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so you know who you are. So congratulations, mate. Well done. Misqualifying then? Yes. Yep. But I did. Did you, one of the guys, come up in the middle of the night, show you the results? Of no. Qualifying? No. Oh, I had one of the guys at the party come up to me. He's like, Did you see this? And that's when I saw Charles Leclerc got his podium, uh, got a, a pole. pole position. Yeah. And I was stoked. I was like, yep. Yes, I didn't even choose him. But I thought that was. It was good not to see a Mercedes up there. It was, wasn't it? It's ex- and it was not even just one of the Mercedes not in the front no, row. Both, both of them they were both gone. struggled. It was great. Yeah. It was good for <laughs> the sport. It's never good to wish misfortune on other races, but it was actually something really good to see the, to mix the, mix the racing up as well. Well, yeah. considering like last week, they cop like Formula 1 copped it for being the most boring sport in the world. It was so procedural. You know, it was like that French Grand Prix was not an exciting race. It was, well, definitely the worst race of the year so far. Followed and probably, up by one of the best races of the year. And yeah, exactly. And this is going to be one of the best races for the last few years. Well, so. Brundle's pretty much come out and said that. It's like for everyone that, you know, said, you know, last weekend was boring and stuff like that. You know, where are you now? Like you have procedural races, but then you do follow it up with these great races. But my issue is the procedural races are more common than not than these great races at the moment yeah with the mercedes dominance at the moment but it's like what we've been talking about quite often you take um the mercedes out of the field hence why we now do our predictions on any car other than the the mercedes Mercedes, because they're so dominant you take them out of the field and there actually is some good racing behind it it's fantastic before we kick off into the formula one we have a little bit of news that we'll um touch on First off the ranks, the Sandown 500 Saturday action will now no longer be shown on free to air TV live. Yeah, that's uh, that's a new one as well as like since they had that new contract, all the major races were all shown live on free to air TV. This is going to be the first year that we're not having one of the enduro events actually shown live. The Sunday will be. Yeah. Um. And so this is the race of the grid, but this is because they weren't planning on showing both. Perth races live, and uh, they did. Okay, so they showed both Perth races, but then they're like, "Well, we're not going to do Sandown Saturday." Yeah. Okay. So they've. It it's strange, isn't it? It is. It's really obviously odd. that's a deal between Ten and Foxtel, um, but it, it it's very odd because that also means it's it's not going to be cheap for Ten to do this anyway because it means they're going to have their own. Um, broadcasters there anyway, so their own. Uh, well, they have their own media people that do all the uh, commentating and all that as well. So oh, is it? I thought yeah. they would just have the fox. Well, they have their own I pit mean, lane. Like, yeah, on my like gold throne. I don't watch free air TV. Uh, yeah, I'll be honest too. I, I, it's been I don't even a couple have, of years since I watched. I, don't, a race I haven't on had Friday. access to free air TV in two years. Yeah, yeah, on your home in your home theater. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not. It doesn't even have an aerial attached. Don't need it. Got yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, no, I believe they still have their own pit lane reporters and everything like that. Uh, so it will so be it interesting. It must be a cost-saving thing. And we all know Channel 10 struggling. But I don't think Supercars is, has a big enough audience to drag everyone onto pay TV to keep the growth of the sport going. They keep going, oh, viewership is up. You know, we've got all of these new shows and... Originally, they were counting all like their little, you know, supercar life and trackside and all of that as a big. That's all supercars. This is how many viewers you've got. And yeah, like, exactly. how many duplicate people have you counted? Yeah, to go. No. Oh, we're up to we got two hundred thousand people that watch the race. Yeah, yeah. No, you're not wrong. They they they've added added a lot more content. The content that cha- that Fox Sport is doing is fantastic. Yeah. I think the quality of it, the the fact that we've got everything in HD now, you know, I I don't actually watch all that much. You know, I watch trackside every now and then and really I only watch the races. I yeah. don't watch too much of that other like they're wanting to do a free like a reality TV style 
thing. Um, yeah, the side like the old inside thing. supercars sort of thing. Yeah, well, I think they also want to try and replicate what Netflix did when Formula One oh, did with that drive to survive. A more in-depth following yeah. of each race. Yeah, yeah, I understand what you're they saying. They do that. Sell it to Netflix. Get Netflix to pay for it. Foxtel will not do that. <laughs> oh, Foxtel's struggling anyway. Supercars would have to do something with that, I guess. Mm. It depends how many, how much of the rights they've sold to well, Foxtel or not. Why couldn't they? Like Formula One have their own FOM that do it, and they got Netflix to do the special. All they need to do is pay for some Netflix cameras, or Oh, it'll it'll all come down to contracts that they had with Sky and all the other media. You have more people watching it on Netflix than you will have Foxtel any day of the week. Well, it's I guess it opens up um, the the cheaper audience. Like it opens up so many more people because it's so much more available for. I can't even remember how much Netflix is now, but it's um, under twenty dollars a month, I think. Yeah, same yeah you know, versus, um, I think my Fox is like seventy odd. So, Ko Sports, mate, twenty twenty bucks a month. Yeah, we, you know, I don't want to get it too far into it, but yeah, we yeah, got movies and all the rest yeah, of that yeah, gear yeah. on there. So, um, anyway, uh, it is a lot more available for everyone. Um, so anyone that hasn't. Got free to air TV. Uh, anyone that has only got access to free to air TV, unfortunately, will not be able to watch the Sunday race. As far as I'm aware, the Sunday race will be broadcast live on Channel 10. Very so good. that's good. In other news, uh, Richie Stanaway is still not back in the car. Still not well enough, eh? Still not well enough. Um, Michael Caruso will be back at GRM. Been a while. <laughs> Been seven years since... Um, Gary always says, since he left me, he's like, I didn't kick him out. He <laughs> left me to go to Nissan. Yeah. Well, uh, be careful, Crusoe. <laughs> well, he's back. You know, they seem to be loving it. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, it's it's going to be interesting to see. It's It was very odd. When I first read the news about this, I was like, hang on. He's contracted to Tickford mm. for the endurance, the co-driving. Yeah, there was definitely a, a bit of a... Uh, Go to Tickford and ask for permission sort we, of jobby, wasn't did. it? <laughs> and of course, Tickford were like, yep, getting seat time that we're not paying for. Yeah. Have some fun, mate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just get out of the way of our cars on the weekend. If you, you know, <laughs> if if Cam Waters comes up, the number six Mustang comes up behind, you know, uh, Caruso and the 33 GRM, he might just let him pass the bit. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. Um He's definitely not there to spy and get some intel for speed because they're, they're definitely a long way ahead of them. Yeah, if anything, like... like <laughs> Don't learn any bad habits. Like, you, drove, you drove the Mustang, what can we do to <laughs> fix this? Um, the reason why Chris Pither isn't doing it, because Chris Pither did Winton and Darwin to fill in for Stanaway, is he is at his limit to be eligible now for a co-drive. If he does three full rounds he would not be eligible for a co-drive. There you go. I didn't even know that was a rule. Yeah. I think it, that I'm pretty sure that's what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes sense, doesn't it? Otherwise, you'd have... Because then you're getting... Basically, you're getting your full-timers back together. Yeah. You can't do that. Yeah. So, yeah. You can only do the two rounds or whatever. So, he's sitting out. Um, I don't know. I mean, Caruso... Uh, not Caruso. Pith is still doing the TCR, I think, next weekend as well. Or maybe weekend after. Another car that will be at Townsville. Tim Blanchard's back. Yep, back in the Patronus. Back in the Patronus, yeah. Still running the Bottas numbers. Beautiful. Should it's a good-looking car. It is good. But <laughs> it will be a VF this time. Oh, really? Yeah, because he's not do he's doing a Super 2 wild card. Oh, that's exactly right. Sorry, yes, I forgot that. He hasn't actually been confirmed which car he'll be co-driving with. But I'm you assume since it will be Macca, since he owns that wreck. Yeah, I'm assuming it's Macca, yeah. Yeah, yeah. well, they just haven't actually officially locked in anything. Because Macca did run Cool Drive sponsorship as well, which is his yeah, family yeah. business. Yeah. So, yeah, um, I assume it's Macca. And one other little bit of news, the, out of all the GRM, not GRM cars, sorry, out of all the BJR cars, which one do you think required a chassis change for Townsville this weekend? <laughs> uh, God. I'm assuming it was Slade, but the way you put it is definitely made me think it was Percat. <laughs> no, no, you're right. It's Tim Slade. Okay, okay. Tim Slade will be driving the chassis that 
Blanchard um, drove in the wild card or? Yes. Yeah. No, no, not Blanchard. Um, what's his name? Jack, Jack Smith. Smith. The one yeah, that he okay. drove in Darwin. Yeah, okay, fair enough. So, yeah, um, that's come out today that they're swapping chassis for... I, I can't imagine why. Slate. It was didn't have a, that big of an impact or anything. Well, to be honest, I thought maybe Percat might have needed a new chassis than after the After the gravel trap incident? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, Macca Jones might be like, can I have a new chassis? Like, <laughs> no, you've ruined three of them already. <laughs> <laughs> you, 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 you've had three strikes. Next time you're back to Super 2s. <laughs> Could you imagine that? He's like, Dad, I want this. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. Go to your room. Go to yeah. Super 2s. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, that, it is understandable. They've had some bad luck over the years, haven't they? The BJR team actually punched well above their weight with how many chassis they have to pump out a season because yeah. last well, couple one, of years. They've also one of the large, they've got three t- cars. Yeah. Plus they do the full Super 2 program and Super 3. Yeah, they're, they're, they've, Smashing, I guess GRM do a lot as well with the, the S5000s coming um, and also helping out with a couple of Super 2 cars. And, and I don't know if they do any Super 3 cars actually with them. But yeah, they're, they're, they're all the these TCR medium teams. Well. Yeah, TCR as well, yep. Because there's a video on the Supercar website of Caruso interviewing um, Gary. And yeah, you okay. can sort of see just behind Gary, there's the wing. And I was looking at this going, what wing is this? And you're like, oh, it's an S5000 car, but it's not fully in shot. Yeah, okay. I was like, oh, yeah. I mean, they're... I can't remember if we talked about it, but they've dropped down to a two-round race. I think we said this last week. Yeah, two-round yeah, championship, two championship for the year. For the year. Well, I don't have any other supercar news. No, I've got nothing to talk about, Erebus really. will be running camo colours in yep. Townsville. That's just come out. Yeah, Tim Slade's doing that. Yeah, Tim Edwards is actually going to help out his son doing a dirt bike endurance race. There you go. Okay. That's so interesting. He's he's actually Tim Edwards is involved with a bit of two wheel racing. Is he? I think he's on the he's been on the board of the uh, some motorcycle club or saying um since two thousand and seventeen. Yeah. Okay. He's um yeah, his young fellas big into it. Yeah, okay. So he's missed a couple of rounds, I think last year he missed yeah. a round or saying off yep. doing the same thing, helping his son do the dirt bikes. There you go. Okay. So that's, that's why didn't know that at off. All. It's not like oh I just can't be bothered. <laughs> know, might be out of a job team next year. team's finally doing well yeah might as well not turn up <laughs> so, so yeah it's actually off to help his son so you know good on him Roger. And good luck good luck to you know tim edwards young fella cool all right formula one where do you want to start mate well i'm not going to touch on qualifying at all because like we said we didn't watch it and i haven't rewatched it I've rewatched it, but yeah, yeah. Okay, you, you've, to, you've, you you've no, no, you've pretty much touched on the main points for me. It was a, a, a bit of an interesting qualifying session. Obviously, Vettel having problems. Yeah. Uh, um, Q three didn't get a run. Yeah, they they had a leak in the car, I believe, and he sat there and they he pretty much sat in the car the whole time, uh, waiting to get a run, but they never could fix it. I assume it was probably. N- they probably could have called it a little earlier, but anyway, they left him in there trying to fix it. Um, so he could get out and get at least one run, but it just didn't never worked out for him. Quite a few penalties for this meeting. It's like four or five penalties of like everyone at the back of the grid's got a penalty. Oh, uh, mate! Oh, and not even that. We had, well, we had the incident with um, so Hamilton blocked Hamilton blocked Kimmy. Yep. And then you had <laughs> we're not talking about qualifying. Here we are. <laughs> um, and then George Russell got in the way of Danny Kvyat. That was a really dangerous one for me, actually. Uh, watching that was pretty good reactions from Kvyat. Kvyat to not run up the 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 rear wing of um of George Russell's car because mm. it was absolutely about to happen. Well, the problem is, it's one of those tracks. Like if it was supercars, you do only ten cars on the track at one time. He he understands, like George Russell understood that he was going to get a penalty, but he said, "Look, I didn't really have any, much choice." I was about to do my lap. Everyone in front of me concertinaed and they all just started slowing down to give themselves room. I didn't have anywhere else really to go. Like he could have pulled over further, but you don't really want to go that far off the racing line because you're going to be making tires dirty. So he's like, yeah, I didn't, I didn't know he was catching me that fast and I didn't know it was going to be an issue, which is all kind of fair enough, but it it was nearly a major accident. It was a big accident. It was yeah. very quick. The It was interesting with all these penalties that did happen because you know that, you know, so Hamilton qualified second. 
Yes. Right? Yes. But then got a three grid place penalty. So where should he have started? Fifth. And where <laughs> did he start? Fourth. <laughs> Sack. <laughs> yeah. Do you know why? Uh, because who was it that was in front of him? His penalty was handed down first and then so someone's... The way the, they do the penalty. Yeah. So Magnuson got the penalty, so he was dropping down. Yeah. But because the way is... Think of them as like going, okay, Hamilton has to move down three positions and they move out, but they leave gaps. Yeah. So they take, they move everyone around and they leave all the gaps vacant and then once everyone's had their penalties, they squish the grid up. Yeah, yeah. And so because as Magnuson dropped down and then that's where Hamilton was, when they did condense the grid, Hamilton actually only got a two-place penalty. Yeah, okay. It caused a lot of confusions on the internet where everyone's like, what the hell? How can you get a three-grid place penalty and qualify second and start four? <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of people didn't take into account that other people had penalties as well. Yeah. So, yeah, no, you're correct. So it was the youngest front row in history of Formula One. Yeah, it was pretty exciting, wasn't it? I was going to write down the exact number of days, but I ended up writing uh, 21 years and 200 odd days. Yep. And it was also, in, and turns out, being the youngest Formula One podium. Yeah, yeah. Well, funny that. Funny <laughs> you got the, uh, the three guys, like, you know, with the two guys only 21 years old. Those guys only 21. What were you doing when you were 21? Um, being irresponsible, I guess. <laughs> Probably. No, no, I, was <laughs> not, I did not have my gear together to go to Formula <laughs> 1 racing, that's for sure. It was actually interesting. I, was, I, I know everyone can skew you um, statistics to say what they want them to say, which yeah. it was kind of funny. Someone did pull this guy up, but he had put up uh, a, a graph of... Um, how many races had been won at 21 for Hamilton, Vettel, uh, Alonso, uh, Verstappen, and Leclerc? And obviously, Verstappen's, Verstappen's yeah, Verstappen's got six, I think. He's raced 90 races now, um, etc. must have had a few. Well, he didn't did he start st- till he was like 22, 22. or 23. Yeah. Um, and so, he came in so young, too. Yeah, so... That was the funny thing. And someone's like, yeah, but how about you you equal it out to the first 90 races for all of them, not not their age? Yeah, yeah, I know. Because <laughs> you're like... Some Make one of the access the, the number of races, not not eight years. But and anyway, like so... Brandon Hartley didn't start till he was 27. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, But yeah, Max is definitely blessed. It looks like he, he was... The guy's point essentially was that they were probably... Yeah, well, Max was going to be a world champion one day. And yeah, I can agree with it's, that. Yeah. Well, the interesting thing about Max is the number of fans that he draws to this sport. He oh, has a especially following this of a multi-time, a multiple world champion. Yeah, Lewis I, Hamilton does not pack out stands with everyone wearing silver or something. Yeah, like even not in his home country, he's getting as many fans I think as Lewis would have at Silverstone, if not more. Yeah, well, there's probably a reason why. I mean, we'll jump to this later, but, you know, the penalty, there's no way you could have handed that out there. <laughs> yeah, well, it would have been pretty difficult, I it guess. It would have been a riot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but let's go back to the start. Our golden boy, Max Verstappen, horrible start. He did have a horrible start, didn't he? He ended up back in, like, seventh or eighth position he from first row. below Gasly on the first lap. Yep. So I think he got to ninth. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, it was a shocking start. Bogged down pretty bad off a start. Got caught in the anti-stall. Yeah, absolutely it dropped just, it. God, imagine going through his head. It's just... Oh, yeah, you would be... Expletive, Yeah, you would have been fuming. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, but he kept his head together. He drove he aggressively. And he and wasn't... He didn't drive... Yeah, he, he was aggressive, but he wasn't... Stupid. He wasn't young match. Young mats. Like, God... Yeah. He yeah. wasn't damaging the car. He didn't put his car in a stupid position to cause damage to anyone. Yeah, I agree. So, yeah, no, he did a pretty good job, I think, to to bring it back from uh, from the starting lap. You thought it was all over. I thought, wow. I thought here we go. <laughs> I watched the race on Monday, and if I didn't know the result, I would not have thrown money on Max. 
Like after watching that stuff. Oh, after lap one for sure. Yeah, like, it was it was gone. He's blown it. Yeah, no, it's very very good job by the team. Good on him. Charles. Yeah, well, Charles did. Charles drive did a fantastic perfect race. Job. Yeah, yeah. It was Ferrari's mistake of starting. Did they start on the mediums? Uh, I look. I don't think it's necessarily Ferrari's fault there. I think Ferrari pitted way too early with both their cars. They were the only cars to start on the mediums. And I, they were I still punching out better lap times than the Mercedes, and then they tried to undercut the Mercedes, and I think it was a silly, silly decision. To, it's almost like you didn't have to worry about the Mercedes this weekend. No, they had way more pace than the Mercedes, so it was something we didn't, didn't touch. It was bloody hot. Yeah, so the, the starting 50, temperature of the race 58 was fifty-eight degrees track temp. Yeah, so the ambient temperature was forty degrees at the start of the race. Um, so. The Mercedes were back to not being able to control the heat in their tyres, which is a problem they had last year. And there's a bit of controversy over last year as well where Ferrari was doing really well and then there's someone put pressure on the FIA to change and Pirelli to change the tyres the to uh, limit the depth of the, the, the rubber on the tyre so it doesn't walk around so much and doesn't overheat. Mm. And all of a sudden, Mercedes become really dominant at the end of the year. And then this year, we've gone back to that same tyre that, that we were basically Had designed last year yep. yeah, um, with the, the lower tread depth. And all of a sudden, we get to a really hot track and the Mercedes rears its head again where it can't control its tyre temps. Was it just the tyre temps that they were struggling with? I thought it was Engine like temps as well. Temp. Yeah. yeah, so so they had to not push on their tyres um, and because they were cooking them. And then in the actual race that so that was one of the reasons they weren't super strong in qualifying as well but in the race um that were very much engine temps as well they couldn't push and they couldn't follow Haas was struggling with their tires as well did you hear what Grosjean said on the radio no I didn't. oh it's like it's raining oh uh, yes yeah he had no grip and then i even watched the Haas's pit stop they were 3 seconds slower or something a lap on Haas's um, pit their stop tires. again they still had tire issues yeah. They couldn't get the left rear on. on I can't remember whose car it was, but I was like, oh, God, what's the bet that this is going to fall off? Well, talking about pit stops, we've got to cover the really big mistake, don't we? With Vettel driving into... It's <laughs> my next point that we're yeah. going to talk to. <laughs> I thought when I first saw this, because I, I, all I knew watching the race was the end result and that I knew no penalty happened. Mm. So I was like, cool, we'll, we'll get through this. Then watching the race, and then when I saw Bottas come into the pits, then the Ferrari guys go out there. I was like, smart ploy, you know, stand yep. out there. Yeah, we're going to box. We're going to box. Oh, no, nah, we didn't box. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yep. I, I don't know what it was. Apparently, it was a radio... Um, yeah, radio. Yeah, glitch to the tire to the to the team. tire guys. Yeah, but you would have thought the tire guys are sitting there going, "Where's everyone going?" Yeah, like it's again. Granted, they probably got to run over and get the tires and that, but you would have noticed. It felt like Daniel Ricciardo in Monaco, just like. Dun, 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 dun. Just mm. play some elevator music while he's sitting there while his brakes are smoking. But even like, I it mean, still this was is only a six second stop. I know. <laughs> but like, when we did the 12 hour, right? Yeah. We all had the radios on. And so we could hear when the cars were coming in the pits. We still had one of our main guys, like one of the more experienced drive, uh, the crew members. Because let's be honest, our crew was sort of just thrown together. You don't just grab two people from Darwin and fly <laughs> them down. Dude from Newcastle, a couple of guys from WA just to make a race team for the weekend. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, we we'd, we'd gelled so well together. Yeah. Um, a lot of pit practice. Right. <laughs> <laughs> do we do like two stop practices? <laughs> and I watched that going, oh, crap. Good thing it's a 12-hour race. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but we still had the main guy come up and go, all right, we're going to pit stop now. We all heard it on the radio. But he'd still come up and just double-checked with everyone that we all knew what was going to happen. Yeah, yeah. You might thought, wouldn't there be a fallback like that as well? Yeah, I don't know what happened there. I don't. I really don't know what happened. Uh, apparently, there was some sort of radio glitch that they didn't get the message at, at all. Um, it did hold Bottas up. It did, it did. And it looked like it was perfect to begin with. They're like, Hi. There was no tires. And they're like, 
there's people missing. Yeah, I know. <laughs> there's like, tires missing. Did they gone to V8 supercar breaks? Like they can't <laughs> have that many people <laughs> over. I love how they like pull the tires off. Waiting, <laughs> guy comes, puts tire on. Oh, I can do it up now. Mm. Um, so what would you say? That was a six second stop. It was a six point something second stop. Yeah, so he lost lost three and a bit seconds. That would have hurt. Hamilton broke his front wing. He did, but I couldn't see any damage on it. See, this is where you need Ted's notebook so you can go and see what happened, but Ted wasn't there this weekend. No, uh, they had Karan's notebook. Yeah, because so, Ted would be right in there. Ted would have been well, snooping around and finding out what's even, going on. I didn't even realise Ted wasn't there this weekend. Yeah, yeah. Got to miss Ted when he's not there. He's only doing a few meetings this year now. Is he? Yeah, he's doing on and off meetings. I'm sorry, oh, off okay. topic, but no, that's all right. <laughs> but it's yeah, not he's on not on topic. We were talking about. Yeah, uh, so yeah, so he he's not doing all the meetings. Something else I want to mention. Last week I said Vettel got married, and you were like, "Oh, he better not. He's got kids." He did get married. He did. He got married after the Canadian Grand Prix. So was he already married, or was this a different no, woman? No, no, same girl. He was just it was his girlfriend before, uh-huh. and now he got married. So it was Perfect. a good way for him to. Not worry about the Canadian Grand Prix and then just go off, get married, and then go to the French Grand Prix. Oh. So, yeah. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, where did Hamilton break his wing? Did he break it over the turn one curbs? Or <laughs> I was don't it think the anyone. Yeah, I don't wing? think anyone can tell you because uh, the footage they showed was not his front wing didn't flex or hit anything. Um, and I'm it really just looked not sure. like that car was a handful over the turn one curbs, though. Mm. It was consistently sliding out. I went cut the corner. Cut yeah, the corner. they the the car was not a very good car all weekend. No, though. it just I don't know if it was the front wing that's gone or it was just his tires were gone or the car was cooked. Well, that's what I thought. I thought to myself, I'm like, maybe it's just the tires. But anyway, they they were adamant. And the engineers must see something in the data showing the load cells Did on the push rods. Did his really improve after the pit stop, though? I, to be honest, I wasn't watching it. Yeah, I didn't watch his lap time. But So it cost him 11 seconds to yeah, take that pit stop. Yeah, there you go. Stop. But I guess they were going, well, we're that far ahead. They were running in fifth. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like you don't want... The wing, uh, for as far as we're aware, the wing might have just had like hairline fractures in it that started yeah, to flex, flex a bit it, more. Yeah, of course. And if yeah. you didn't pit, it was going to cost him more in the long run. I guess yeah, that's what failed, they would have yeah. gone. Yeah, of course. So take eleven seconds when you got a forty-five. Se- well, you got a whole lap, a hundred, se- like sixty seconds. Yeah. On everyone else, what's eleven seconds? No, I agree. Yeah, definitely. Why did Renault keep Ricardo out for so long? It's a good question, isn't it? It's a really good question. I think Ricardo wants an answer for that too. <laughs> um, it felt like they were waiting for a safety car. I understood why Saints did it because he started last. Yeah. But then they pitted Saints like four laps before Ricardo. Yeah, I'm. I'm really not sure why they did it with Ricardo. Um, he was pretty. How do you say? Not aggressive of how he critiqued the team and he the, said and the, the car. team's gone back to square one. Yeah. He basically said the car is nowhere. All the changes, we threw everything at it this weekend. The, the car's not responding to anything. It's really just numb. Um, every change we make doesn't make a difference. He was, yeah, he was, he was pretty rough on it this weekend. He was not happy at all. He come out fifth. He come out in 14th position after the pits where he was sixth. 15.1 seconds. It dropped to 15.5 behind Lance Stroll. And then I was writing little notes going, it's not, it's not closing the gap. And then the gap started to close. So I deleted that because <laughs> I was like, okay, it's been five laps and now the gap's only nine seconds. And it was, yeah. It was falling, but he was too far back to do anything. Yeah. Yeah. They left it way too long. Where did Hulk end up, actually? Um, either one position behind or one position in front of Daniel. One position behind. So Ricardo ended up finishing 12th. Rick, uh, Hulkenberg finished 13th. Because this was the first race since, I'm trying to remember, um, was it Australia the Hulk out-qualified Daniel or China? can't remember. Anyway, it's th- only the second race this year that uh, the Hulk is out-qualified. Yeah, out yeah, qualified. now that will be two and seven. Yeah. Or it was seven and one. 
yeah, uh, out-qualified Ricardo. So, good effort from him this weekend. But then you'd have to say that Ricardo outraced him. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. Ricardo's actually been pretty dominant this year. I thought it would take a little while for him to gel with the team and get that car how he wanted it, but he's still it been pretty good. A few races. Yeah. I mean, the first few races was really hard to take because you kept DNFing. Yes, you're exactly right there. If you look at the race, uh, how many races finished versus um, Hulk, it's probably not great either. Mm. Antonio Giovinazzi did a fantastic job this weekend. Now, the week that you were away, Rich and I were talking how no one ever mentions Antonio Giovinazzi. <laughs> no, he's, he's flying under the radar, isn't he? See, um, I, I can't remember who the guy is, the boss of Salva. Chase France Tost? No, yeah, that's 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 Toro Rosso. Yeah, I can't remember. Anyway, there was a thing of when Giovinazzi got his first point, they were going cut off his hair. Oh, <laughs> really? So there was a video footage of the boss running with scissors <laughs> after Giovinazzi, and then some Giovinazzi ran into someone, and he just held him there, and they just grabbed a big chunk of the back of his hair and. Oh no! There well, you he's go. nice Italian locks, but you know, good on it. And that was a double points finish for Alpha. Yeah, absolute standout from them this weekend. They all look really racy. Well, this was they second race well. in a row that they both started in the top ten. Yep, they qualified well, and and it looks like they've really unlocked the car. Uh, it shows you what a, a really good driver at that team can help them move the team forward. Mm. Now. Every time Max Verstappen made a pass, which in the dying stages of this race was like a lot, just all the time. <laughs> yeah. The cheer that you heard, it sounded like the MCG. Like, <laughs> you know, it was just this loudest cheer. And you just. The atmosphere at this track is pretty good, isn't it? The grandstands are huge. It, they're massive. And, you know, hats off to everyone. Well, not hats off. Hats on for everyone. Flip, slop, and slap in the yeah, sun out there yeah. at 50 degrees or 40 degrees. Yeah. No, they did really well. There's no shade on most of the grandstands in uh, Austria. It was not, didn't look like very many shaded spots around the track in general. No. So. But that roar and like the pass on Vista, uh, the pass on Vettel. Oh, and the, just everyone absolutely getting up on, on their feet and really showing their support. It's It's pretty cool. Now, should we talk about the pass on Leclerc? Leclerc. Well, that's the that's the really um, controversial one, I guess you would say. Yeah, you know what? There was nothing in it. Look, to this is uh, I'll be controversial then. Okay. I don't like it. You don't like the pass? No, I don't like it. I don't like how in F one, it's become normal to run someone. I don't care if you've got the racing line. If there's a car in the way. Between you and the edge of the track, you should not be able to run them off the track. Mm. It shouldn't be how racing is. Like if you're in a supercar and you just tried to drive someone off the exit of the corner and the car was there, you'd probably spin out. Yeah. But well, in Formula One, this is normal in, in open wheel racing. This is normal. This is like, I, I didn't think it would be a penalty. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it was sad to see. But I would have liked the, the racing con to continue uh, without him bumping him off the track, if you know what I mean. So go on, on was, the no, next well, straight. There was a little bit of a thing where, you know. The he, lap before I thought was down. really the good. Laps, the lap before, Verstappen gave him the space. Yeah, but yeah. But then he had the drive. Yeah. And there, so this time he was like, he did get up further initially. Yeah. And then, yeah, when they sort of come around, they did bump wheels and that obviously sort of. You know, sort of uh, sent him off. He was never going to get the drive after that. Once yeah, he was already off, off the, onto the yeah, dirty. Astro and off on the dirt. Yeah. You know, it was Max's race to win. Um, yeah, of course. And he had a lot of pace as well, too. Oh, Max he had, had a fantastic a, car. Probably His car nearly a second a lap overlap. Yeah. If he had 10 lap younger tyres on the yeah. car. Yeah. Um, it was, yeah, look, I think the pass was fine. Yes, I understand where you're coming from. Like we yeah, just can't yeah. have people driving off. But yeah. that's just sort of. I, I used to hate it when Hamilton used to do it, and it used to be considered normal. Yeah, because they they just drive them off, and then they go, and there's the edge of the track, and they force you to go off. Like yeah. they force you to back out. Yeah, Where and it's, it is normal in Formula One. Like I don't see a problem 
well, I see a problem with it, but I'm not saying that there should have been a penalty or anything like that. So, with the penalty, like with the no penalty, we're going. This is probably what F1 needs. So we've had too many races this season decided by penalties. Granted, the last couple was have been, you know, going off track. Yeah, no yeah. one in this incident went off track. Yeah, it, that's exactly right. I've seen a lot of people getting angry about on the internet, calling for a penalty, and then they're comparing it to the Vettel Hamilton incident. I've just felt like going, hey, remember to pump the brakes here. Vettel didn't get done for blocking someone or not yeah. leaving enough room. He got done for entering, like re-entering the track unsafely. So, Michael Massey, I've got a small, a bit of his quotes. Of yeah, what he okay. said after the um the race, he goes. The incidents in Canada, Sebastian went across the grass in front. Um, it wasn't an overtaking maneuver. The one with Daniel was uh, particularly with Lando, was very much part of Daniel going off the track and rejoining. Whereas where this one, being Verstappen and Leclerc, both cars were on the track and it was an overtaking maneuver. So from the end of it, it was an overtaking maneuver, and as the stewards rightly pointed out. As in their view that this was a racing incident and no one of those, and it's just one of those, and it was good hard racing from the perspective that they saw, and pretty much no one driver was wholly responsible for that. Yeah. I think the only problem I can see with this outcome is we haven't had 100% consistency in, in manoeuvres like this over the years. Mm. There's definitely been other manoeuvres like this and penalties handled out. Um, I hope that now Michael Massey's in charge and he's going to run it his way. But he wouldn't, as the race director, he does he hand out the penalties? Or he hands it? the penalties out. Well, this is how I believe it works. I'm pretty sure he hands the penalties out. He has driving stewards, which are normally like ex-drivers and stuff mm-hmm. like that. They give the opinion. They'll say, I believe, you know, uh, Max left him enough room. He should have backed out of it, et cetera, et cetera. It was a racing incident. That's yeah. my belief, up to you, sort of thing, and pe- what whether you want to penalise or not. Um, but they're there for their, their opinion, essentially. Oh. But I mean, we cannot start forcing. We can't penalising people to the point that no one's going to try and make an overtake. Well, this is the problem that everyone's seen with the one with the Vettel incident. Was kind of what should he have done differently? Like the, that. That was their big thing. They, with this one, I don't think we, everyone's asking what should have been done differently because most people are seeing it as a, just a racing incident. Yeah, you either got but, a Red Bull eye or a Ferrari eye. In this yeah, one. yeah. Where um the the one in in Canada, I think oh, a lot of people well, we like how do you we just move that wall back another meter and yeah exactly. There you go. So I think that was the big problem with the Canada Canada one. Day. Canada one's easy. Just don't lose control of your car and slide off on the track. Well, that was the biggest problem, wasn't it? Yeah. So. So, this was a fantastic race, right? We had two young drivers up the front. Charles Leclerc, first year in Ferrari. Pretty much, I would say, almost dominated the race right up until the end. I would um, say, yeah, he really dominated the race. All weekend. It was his race. Was fantastic. If Ferrari had done the um, pit stop a bit later, he would have smashed this race out. Mm-hmm. Max Verstappen, you know, hero of Austria, has a um, fantastic race win. Yeah, and back-to-back um, as well. You know, back-to-back. You had um, Carlos Sainz starting from last or 19th, finishing eighth. Yeah, awesome effort Really from good McLaren. people doing fantastic work. Who got driver of the day? <laughs> we did have a bit of a laugh about this before you asked me. I said, how did Kibitza get Robert driver Kibitza of the day? Robert Kibitza won driver of the day. The results are now under investigation. We are investigating everything. They have come out and said they are going to look into how he won it. People voted for him? <laughs> well, people are saying they tried to vote and they clicked on Max and it went to... Oh, really? Yeah, but I don't know that. That's poor crap, man. Yeah. These driver of the day have been... It's a joke. Yeah, it has we, been the start. We, I say we as meaning the internet, have rigged this many, many times. Yeah, well, I remember... We gave there was Alonso... Driver of the day when he crashed out on the first lap. I was going to say, I'm, I'm pretty sure i seen one where Max didn't finish the race and he got driver of the day. Yeah. He crashed. And like, how do you get driver of the day and crash? <laughs> so, and Sky F1 
plug driver of the day at the start, like, oh, who are you going to vote for? You know, do yeah, this, of do course. this. As soon as the results come in, they did not mention it. Yeah, it didn't this even time. go up on screen. It only went up on the website. Yeah, I did notice that this time because I was kind of waiting for it uh, and I, di- I didn't see it. I was assuming it was going to be Max, obviously. That's he did drive a pretty good be. race. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But no, Robert Kubica. So do we really need driver of the day um, if it can so easily be turned into a joke? And I don't know if there's a way that they can police this. <laughs> no. Because, this is... you know, you can put all the captures you want in there Everyone still sits on Reddit. They've got their Facebook groups. There's other forums. And then everyone, like, I've seen it before in live chats. And everyone's like, let's vote this person. Yeah. And then everyone posts up, like, voted, 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 voted. And all of a sudden it happens. Yeah. It's I'm surprised. Feeling being part of the internet is running amok. To be honest, I'm surprised Max doesn't win it every time with the, how strong his support is. It is literally just a popularity contest. It's not really a vote on who drove the best. It doesn't matter. Like... Well, no, I think Does it anyone, almost needs to be Do you think dropped. the drivers really care? Like, oh, I got driver of the day. Like, if anything, you should be giving it to ex-drivers to vote driver of the day. Yeah, but then it's not fan. But this shows you the the flaws in, like, Formula E's fan boost. Yeah. So I don't think Formula E's needs to worry about that, that as much at the moment because they, I don't think, sorry if you can hear that, it was fireworks night last night and yeah. people decided to let off fireworks now. Yep. <laughs> um, but like Formula E do the fan boost, I don't think they've got the big enough, not big enough audience, but I don't think people are playing silly buggers with it as much yet. Or if not, I don't know enough of the drivers or watched enough seasons to go, he doesn't deserve a fan boost. Yeah, no, you're correct. It's a it's a dangerous, dangerous um, idea, fan boost, isn't it? Yeah. It was like if we had contest. it in supercars, Scotty McLaughlin would get it. And you're like, he doesn't need a same, fan boost. He should get Craig fan Mouse. ballast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The more fans you have, the Davey more. Davey Reynolds might get it every now and then. Chaz yeah. Moster would probably get it as well. Yeah. Stanaway? <laughs> he might. And then you might, ha oh, ha, under investigation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. I think the future of Formula One is in pretty good hands at the moment. It With is. Driver wise. It? it is. Especially today. Today wasn't just a, oh, look how good the kids did in qualifying. No, they drove w- good races. They raced really hard. Um, I did like, or not like, I had a kind of a little giggle to myself uh, when they come over the radio to Charles to let... Uh, Leave me alone. Yeah, <laughs> let him know that Verstappen was only a second behind now. And I got thought, geez, that's it. that's Kimmy coming out. No, of- <laughs> no. Did you hear the radio message to Lando Norris? No. Lando, can you just keep Ricardo in the DRS zone, but don't let him overtake? <laughs> He's like, how long? For like forever? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Preferably. Yeah. But it's because they wanted him, to, they wanted Lando to hold up Ricardo, who was then holding up Gasly. Uh-huh. So it was a bit of inter-team plays. They're like, yeah, yeah, just keep him in the one second. Let him get the DRS so then Gasly can't get past. Yeah, okay. But this shows you, Gasly, and I know we sort of touched on the future of F1 and we're meant to be talking about Charles, Max, Lando, George Russell and all the young kids coming up. But Gasly was in front of Max Verstappen at, in the first lap. Yeah, I know. This is crazy. And he finished yes. one lap behind him. Yeah, I know. He actually helped Max win the race in my eyes. Oh, he did because he waited till the third blue flag to let. Yeah, and he waited through all of the corners to, you could see he was like lifting. Uh, and then when he let uh, Leclerc through, he actually pulled over to the side to let Max straight through. He didn't even pull back in the racing line. You'd expect that though. Of course, of course. If I was, was in that position, you know, I'd be I, like. I, I was spewing because I really wanted Leclerc to win. And he just. Every lap car he come up on, he come up on them on a corner, and then Max would come up on them on a straight and get DRS. I noticed that. I was watching it, and you're like, "Oh, the lap, t- the gap between, like you know, the speed difference." And you're like, "Oh, Max is you know, eight tenths faster or whatever." And every time it's just Charles was getting held up, but it's the old thing: the first car that comes yeah. to the back markers always gets held up more because the drivers aren't. 
they're not Tuned thinking in, yeah, about yeah. that. And then as soon as the first one goes past, there's like eyes looking up or looking to the Mirrors, left and right. Yeah. And they get out of the way quicker. And Max was definitely a beneficiary. Max of that. got just lucky as well. Like the way he was meeting the cars was tend to be on straights. Like he didn't get caught behind them in a corner. Mm. And then he'd catch him on a straight and he'd be close enough before the corner that he would be in a DRS zone. So he would get DRS open where every time Charles got, <laughs> he Charles never got catches d- up right at the entrance of a corner. He's like, now I have to back through. Yeah. And he never got DRS like for three, four laps before Max passed him. He was not getting DRS on any of these. I'm like, oh my God, how can you get this unlucky? <laughs> I know. And like for a guy that was on for his first race win. Yeah, I know, it, but it was a really good race, and the, in the end of the, um, I really enjoyed it. Still, unfortunately, I didn't get point. Didn't Mitch, Mitch choose? Mitch picked it. Yep, yep. He's Max. now on four points. Beautiful. So he's he's closing a gap. Well, technically, I reckon he's probably in the lead if we I go from when he we're, started. We're just going to start at the start of the season, so he's no. The uh, me and Mitch made a, a vote <laughs> that it was we were starting from when Mitch started. So. Well, you can go through the back catalog <laughs> and work out. I'll, I'll leave that Mitch's the ball in Mitch's court there. He can go through the catalog and let's he's picked Reynolds this week for he Townsville. Has, he has. That's a really good pick, I think. I'm going Win Cup. Um. Because I know you can't take any, like, can't look at last year and go back to this year, but last year, Triple Eight were just untouchable there. Win Cup is also the most winniest driver in Townsville. Yeah, I did that last time and it was a bad choice. Going back to Triple Eight, uh, I am going to lock me in a Mostert. Right. Mostert, eh? Hey? Mm. It's not a bad choice. He's been going well. He's What's been the going talk well. of him in the news? There is, and he's got he's to have a good show, doesn't he? Can we just point out that last week we recorded on the Tuesday and then all these stories come out Wednesday and Thursday about Mostert possibly going to Walkinshaw. Uh, yeah, I know. That was pretty funny. I was like, damn it. <laughs> Called it. <laughs> you did call I mean, it. we don't know what's happening, but journalists that are smarter than me, I don't know if they're smarter than me, but journalists that get paid... To, to do, do this job, <laughs> are calling the same shots we are. Mm. I'll give you that. We definitely did talk about it before. Mate, we throw enough news. shit at the wall, something's <laughs> going to stick. <laughs> um, also, something we should quickly touch on before we wrap up the show. Mm. We got a two-hour karting race on Friday. I know. This is exciting, isn't it? I'm, I'm, I'm pulling JD into the kart. Th- I've got to think. It's been since I competed in a race... 2016? Maybe 15? No, it must be longer. 14. So this is the first time that Breaking Late Motorsport will hit the track. As a team. As a team. There you go. And I think we've recruited a pretty good team, to be honest. Yeah. Me, you, and Nathan. Look, unless we have any technical issues. I don't want to count our chickens before (laughs) the hatch because we're racing. So... Just let you guys know is um, <laughs> there's there's a, a media event on, and so they're inviting members of the media, which podcast? Well, anyone can enter. So if you're in Darwin or you feel like flying your asses to Darwin, feel free to. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there, there. Anyone can enter actually. So it's open to the public. Yeah, yeah. Anyone, you don't have to. Um, the media get free carts. Otherwise, it's two hundred fifty bucks a cart. Yeah, for a two hour enduro with practice beforehand. Um, we will be out there giving it all. O'clock Friday we do night. have uh, a pretty good driver that's on our team. I'd say he's probably he's lost two races this year, and that's because his tires were on the canvas. Because he was yeah. like, "Let's see if we can get three rounds out of these tires." Yeah. You got three rounds and two races. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, no, he he's pretty good. I'll, I'll give him that. Yeah, it's one of the, probably the best in the club at the moment. So, uh. If I don't let the team down too badly. <laughs> well, see, now we've got a thing. We'll talk some strategy here live on TV. So, okay, live on TV, live on the podcast, in case anyone else from the other teams are listening in. Nathan can only do 25% of it. Yeah. I, but I'm struggling to see any of these other teams that have two drivers that are experienced go-karters. <laughs> so, unfortunately... <laughs> Do we do... It seems unfair. Do we do... Yeah. Him at the start, build us a lead 
and then we just maintain. Uh, I think he's going to be the finisher, don't you? Hang him he's, around. He can see. He can hang with us until nine o'clock. He's going to be the finisher for sure. It's like a a um. What do you call well, it? I'm only doing this because I watched the WTF one. They did a two-hour karting enduro with Lando Norris, and Lando Norris started. Yeah, okay. Um, that's actually a show I haven't seen much of lately. I've got to get back on them. Uh, I don't know. We'll have to talk. We'll have to talk. Definitely drink some more beer and have a chat about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> got to get the hydration up gotta before the, the night. Up. Yeah. <laughs> got me two hours. I'm like, it's all right, it's high cards. So I wonder how long our stint lengths are going to be. How, many, how, how much fuel uh, they go through. Well, because I've been watching some endurance karting racing, right? <coughs> as soon as the drivers enter the pits, they can undo the fuel cap. Yeah, okay. Do you, do you know how hard it is to undo the fuel cap on my go-kart with gloves and stuff on? <laughs> it's very hard. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be interesting. Uh, interesting we're going to have to fill up. Are they fueling for us, or are we fueling our own carts? It's tire know. carts, so that seems. Isn't the fuel tank still in the middle of your leg? Yeah, same spot. Just give us a jerry can. We'll just. Yeah, but I'm wondering whether we're going to be allowed to do it for OHNS reasons or not. Yeah, I don't know. So that, that anyway, it'll be interesting. Anyway, we'll, we'll we tell look, you all about it. I might. We might film a little bit, and we'll make a little video saying we'll put it up on our Facebook. Cool. Cool. Anyway. That is us done and dusted. We've got Townsville next. We've already done our tips. Mitch is getting Reynolds. I'm getting Wincup and you're getting Mostert. Cool. So we should do that. Keep your eye out for the LED lights display on the cars. Let us know if you like them. I think they should be good. Yep. And um, watch out for car triple three. Yeah. Um, Fabian Coulthard is celebrating his 400 race starts on Sunday by running the number 333. Yep. It's an interesting, <laughs> no, interesting so, okay. idea. So what it is is triple three condiments that make pickled onions, gherkins, knockoff Vegemite, that type of stuff. Mighty Might, I think they make. Yeah, Mighty Might. Um, yeah. He's celebrating a hundred years in Australia. Yeah. Okay. So that's what they're doing, and then there's also a competition. You can win a fishing trip with Dick Johnson out on the out on the Great Barrier Reef. Yeah. Okay. I don't think you could fish that. Yeah, you can. You there's can? yeah, there's there's zones where you can fish for sure. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. But yeah, there's that. But uh, don't ask me for questions like for terms and conditions because I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, go, go see their website. Go see their website <laughs> for details and terms and conditions. <laughs> um, we'll see you guys next. I'm week. sure they do apply. <laughs> <laughs> they definitely apply. Um, thank you very much for joining us. If you have anything you want to write in, feel free. Hit us up on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash breaking late, or you can head to our website, breakinglate.com, or you can email us through breakinglate at gmail.com. We'll see you guys next week. Catch up. Bye. bye.